he asks, he sort of wonders to himself if hospitals have memories, and that sort of sets up the conceit of this episode. Spoiler alert, they don't. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to A Very Special Episode, the podcast which reviews very special episodes of TV, including episodes from super successful spinoffs of Cheers. <laughs> I am your host this week, Austin Gorton, and with me reading an Archie comic is... Yeah, David Bitsenoffer. I thought Carolyn would want to take I it. I kind of wanted it, but... <laughs> well, you were right to save yourself. <laughs> Eating a chunky bar. Carolyn <laughs> Maine, chunkiest donkey. We're going to talk about the chunky bar. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are reviewing Frasier, Season 10, Episode 8, Rooms with a View, in which Niles undergoes heart surgery while his family keeps a vigil at the hospital, and scenes from previous visits to the hospital play out around them. So, yeah, Frasier. This is our first Frasier episode. This is part of our uh, must-see TV summer 2020 theme marathon. Uh, Frasier was a, an anchor of the of the must see TV lineup for a number of years. The big Frage, what? Yeah. Um, I believe it aired, yeah, ninety three to two thousand four. Whoa! So yeah, Frasier was a was a juggernaut of a TV series back in the day. Did Frasier survive nine eleven? Um... Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> I don't know. Was the show on? In 2001? Yeah. 2004. Ran until 2004. Jeez, we missed that. 263 episodes. Wow, so many. Yeah, which is kind of nuts. So yeah, we haven't done Cheers yet, but here we are doing... Um, Some some argue that Frasier is the most successful spinoff of all time. Probably, but there's always weird shows that are spinoffs that you never think of as spinoffs, you know? Like Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or uh, like Family Matters. Family or... Matters, which is yeah. Oh right, Perfect Strangers is the OG yeah. of Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. Balky and Larry ever show up with fucking Urkel? Probably. I mean, Ur- Urkel showed up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but did Balky? Mm-hmm. But just up? in terms of like mm-hmm. sheer number of episodes and longevity, and I think Frasier was like a top ten yeah, show for a number of. I'm years just saying, like stuff. some people consider The Simpsons a spinoff, which it really isn't. But right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to so, be pedantic, Austin. You know this. I, this is what we pay you for, David. <laughs> David's getting paid? When you're yeah, I know. Doing, well, like... I metaphor- <laughs> metaphorically speaking. I just got double my salary this <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Congratulations. Yeah. Double nothing. Still nothing. Uh, David, what is your relationship with the sitcom known as Frasier? Uh, I watch it. I've probably seen more Frasier than Cheers, which isn't like hmm. an indictment of Cheers or anything. Just kind of when I grew up and started really watching sitcoms. And so I'd watch it when it was on. I watched a lot of the early stuff as it was on. Uh, one of the things I always remember about Frasier is there is some sort of... I don't know exactly what I was watching, but it's kind of like a behind-the-scenes of Frasier. 
and they were talking to some writers, and this was like in season two or three, and they were talking about how Niles has a crush on Daphne and how it's funny, but also heartbreaking because in the end, he could never, he, he'll never actually get together with her because it just wouldn't be funny after that, and so they should never do it kind of thing. Which, mm-hmm. which only amuses me because, of course, they ended up having to, you know, fire that shot because they couldn't resist. They couldn't right. help themselves well, on that. It just goes to show you how, like, all the rules, more and more rules go out the window the longer mm-hmm. that a TV yeah, show is on the air. True. And <laughs> and it's also weird because you're supposed to, like, cheer for it, but he was, like, a married man and basically always trying to cheat on his wife, which is just not great, but, you know. That's right. He yeah. was married for a long part of his thing with Daphne. Yeah, with Maris, yeah. But but David, his wife is shrewish and or domineering, <laughs> and that makes it okay. Let's just say, even as even when I watched it, I was always like, is Maris getting the short shrift here? Like, we never, we never hear her side of any story, right? It's just always these people who just talk about how terrible she is, and I'm like, is she that bad? I don't know. Anyway. I want to see the Maris <laughs> spinoff. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's get to the bottom of all this. Let's let's really figure this and out. And do you know who could be in that a lot is Fraser's ex, BB Newworth. Oh yeah. What is her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is her character name? Yeah, Lilith. Uh, Lilith. Lilith and yeah. Marys. Did Lilith shows up on Fraser? Oh yeah, yeah, loads. Lilith is like so great all the time. Yeah, so I know. great I on Cheers. She got short shrift too. But, right, yeah. right. I think everybody would love to see their spinoff. Our, our, they could BB Newworth is still alive, and they could cast anybody for Maris. Anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you never see her. Uh, were you gonna say something, Austin? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <I> care- <laughs> Carolyn, what's your? No, I'm not done yet. Oh, go no, on. You're not done don't, yet. Oh, I'm listening. Don't bigfoot over here. Trying to <laughs> move this podcast along so it's easy editing. No, I'm gonna say my piece. James needs to start it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that Lauren also likes it, so then she gave me some notes to say before we okay. <laughs> dive in. She w- oh, so she's like, she's our uh, like our fourth host in absentia. Yeah, I guess, because she watched it with me, and she's like, well, you got to say this, you got to say this, you got to say this, you got to say this. I, I took some notes, and then... We could have just had her on the episode. I mean, <laughs> it really would have been a big deal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you know, we didn't book it early enough. <laughs> Just, you just remind her of that. If there's ever one she hears us doing it, she's like, I've got things to say about that. Big five, come on. Yeah, open one offer. Thing, one thing she wanted people to know is that uh, it, Frasier obviously is a uh, radio psychiatrist, right? Yes. And all uh-huh. the Collins were normally from famous people who were. I don't even know if they were in the credits officially, I but they were. Like, cameo, oh, like, were like, cameo drop very, in kind very of thing. Yeah. End. Mm-hmm. And you'd always yeah, like there's... try to guess who it is based on the voice. Yeah, like one of them was like Macaulay Culkin call in uh... the first season, and then yeah, just like, my oh. parents left me home alone twice. Yeah, like I think Penny well, Marshall called in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do about your feelings of abandonment. <laughs> I know Christopher Lloyd called in because he's one of the producers of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she also wanted to note that it we don't see the apartment in this episode. Yeah. But if you mm-hmm. But if you do, the skyline out of his apartment is not an actual skyline of Seattle. It's not... The buildings you see aren't physically possible to be seen in that, in, in a single view. Like, oh, interesting. But 
they are Seattle buildings. Yes. They're just it's like arranged in a like sort of You got the Space Needle, which is kind of the most famous like skyline yeah. landmark, yeah. but then apparently there's another famous building, but it's kinda of like on the opposite side of town, so there's no way he would be there and see both of them within his purview. They cheated. And we could also talk about how ridiculous his apartment is in general. Yeah. It's like three bedroom, two and a half bathroom, and a grand well, piano. Jesus, I mean, Niles' hospital room in this episode <laughs> is bigger than a lot of normal people's apartments. I like all of the art in Fraser's house a lot. I miss his apartment. Like, you remember that weird jug guy and that painting? Like, when you see that shit, you're like, oh, yeah, I've spent a lot of hours looking at this. Sorry, one moment. Go ahead. Oh, now David's <laughs> munching. Are, are we good? Should I ask Carol? Or are you, no. you yeah, so bored? No. Okay, we, no, he's got more. <laughs> we wait for David to drink, and he's getting his other notes from his Maris right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it made me think of the apartment and what it'd be worth now. Like, oh, Jesus. It'd have to be like... Like a million dollars a year or something like that, right? Or yeah. Fucking Seattle is always the more expensive part of the West Coast. Jesus. Yeah. And then for something that probably doesn't even... An apartment like that probably doesn't exist. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, she she also wanted everyone to know that uh, Kelsey Grammer's a diva. Mm. Not that that surprises mm. anyone. Yeah, no, I think I kind of knew that. He apparently always distanced himself from the rest of the cast Ooh. and would only show up... T- and he wouldn't run lines with him beforehand. Like, he had, like, his own process, and then he'd just no. show up to shoot the scene. And then everyone else just had to be, like, on the ball for him. Wow. He was a notorious drunk and prostitute and really? cocaine addict during the Cheers days. He's also quite yeah. the... He's kind of more of a famous conservative, too, right? I don't oh, know. that makes sense. How he feels about current state of republicans right now we don't have to get into that but uh don't ask him please (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but it's also kind of humorous because he was surrounded by gay people because uh uh niles was david high pierce Pierce. and john mahoney wait david high pierce is gay i know shocking (laughs) i am a little shocked wait no it it makes sense then Bulldog's gay, too. Really? Bulldog, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of crazy that the dad we found out was gay, like, after he died a couple of years ago, IRL. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, I, yeah, it is what it yeah, is. Good old, jo- good old John Mo- Mahoney, who turns up playing a cop in every possible <laughs> cop. Yeah. Or judge. A cop or a judge. One or the other. Uh, Frazier was, uh, was also, for a time period, the longest-running primetime TV character. True. Oh yeah, because he stretches back to yeah, because it went to from like the third season of Cheers. Yeah, from Cheers to Frasier, I assume overtaken by all of the Simpsons, right? But I don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. At this point, at at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that is that's impressive, nonetheless. Yeah, and I think that's enough. I don't know. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> Sometimes I think of Kelsey Grammer as the rich man's fred thompson yeah in terms of like celebrities who are also republicans Mm -hmm. fred thompson being the jerky boss from roseanne and the air traffic controller from die hard 2 who went on to be a senator but he and kelsey Grammer have like a similar gravitas though of course kelsey Grammer's is like way more than fred thompson so that's why he'd be the rich man's fred thompson fred thompson was also a da on a law and order but Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Thanks for saying who Fred Thompson was, because I did totally forget. (laughs) 
No, that's good. You're better off. Yeah. Uh, he had the... Carol, what is your yeah. relationship yeah. with one Frasier yeah. Crane and his eponymous sitcom? Well, just like Fred Thompson, he too has the hairline of the oppressor. <laughs> <laughs> one strike against him. But, oh yeah, like I alluded to with Frasier Crane's apartment set design, I have seriously slammed so much of the phrase in my days. I don't know why I was raised <laughs> like I was. I just watch all the television that was there. But I've certainly, you know, I did not know it went all the way up until 2004. That's zany. I don't know late game phrase. It's pretty weird that him and Daphne are married, or Niles and Daphne yeah. are married in this episode. They got that far. Uh, so, yeah, I've watched a bunch of it. It's always around for my spouse, my Maris, who's in the other room or whatever. He watches a lot of bad new movies just to, like, mm-hmm. see what's out there. And there's always something new. So he would have you know that these days, these days, Kelsey Grammer is shooting a lot of movies that are Chinese movies, and he's like the American guy who shows up and has gravitas. Interesting. He plays like American president, but he doesn't have to do any of the fight scenes, but a little bit. So you'll see him like rigged out with guns and like saying something serious. Check him out these days. (laughs) It's crazy. One thing I... You mentioned Daphne now is getting married, which of course I did too, but... uh, it just reminded me that I think I saw a few episodes, like, right after, the, like, the season after they got married. Like, I think they got married at the end of a season, and they started the next season. And I believe the actress who plays Daphne was pregnant. So, like, they just decided to go with the fact that she started, like, eating a lot, and she was getting fat. And they just had a lot of humor around her being fat, which doesn't seem like the... Uh, greatest thing you know <laughs> classic yeah i yeah. love that cliche when the ladies get pregnant what do you do you put them behind a big plant you, yeah you make fat yep. jokes or you have them you have them hold a lot of basketballs in front of them <laughs> or or uh you know they have to stay they have to stand behind the the kitchen counter a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, so I just I've watched so much Frasier, but not all of Frasier, and there is so much of Frasier, and he's he's so Pacific North Northwestern like myself, where <laughs> I lived my whole life, and maybe when I was a kid I thought I'd grow up to be Frasier Crane, and I don't know if our podcast is much like his podcast ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did talk about his apartment, and I do wonder how much a radio psychiatrist can actually get paid. Like that has to, right. that can't be boffle ratings, right? <laughs> like, like I get you can yeah, make even, a living, but <laughs> even if he's the highest rated radio psychiatrist, mm-hmm. yeah. how much does that still pay? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's there's a ceiling to what you can earn in that medium. I yeah, feel like. yeah, that's like uh, unless you're AM Joe Rogan, because he just made a fucking mint. Well, yeah, but he's not a psychiatrist. He's just a podcast host. That's not what he'll tell you. <laughs> well, he'll tell us a lot of things, Adam. He sure will. <laughs> no, you—you you got me thinking, David. The the Space Needle is obviously the like the iconic building of Seattle. Very. Mm-hmm. But where would would you could you argue it is the most iconic skyline building of any skyline? Ooh, I mean, going back to nine eleven, there was yeah. Now I want to rank like notable city skyline features relative to each other. Portland didn't have much. Uh, There's the pink building, which if Mm -hmm. it's in color, unlike Fraser's very stately title card with the black and white city silhouette. You wouldn't be able to recognize it. Yeah, I mean, I feel it. like you've got, 
you've got the space needle you've Dang. got uh the the what's the one in san francisco that's like their notable building the full house house <laughs> the full house house yes uh new york obviously you've got empire state and in mm-hmm. once upon a time world trade Center. IAP. Uh, Tower Chicago obviously has the Sears Tower or whatever. Yeah, the fuck but it's most of them now. just look like buildings. Just some are taller than others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's really the, the Empire State Building. You know, has a little bit of distinction to it, but I would yeah, say the Space the Needle era. is very distinct. Like you can't mistake it for any other <laughs> building, right? Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. there's a few copies out there. But and one thing that I remember way back in the day, obviously when this show was on, I was with my family at Valley Fair, which is our local theme park. And at the end of the night, they did like this laser light show with fireworks and stuff. And during like during their grand finale, they like in the lasers, they did a skyline of Minneapolis. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there's a small girl behind us as we're watching. She just goes, Frasier! And I started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Apparently all skylines are Frasier there. All, like all outlines of a skyline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was wondering how this was going to come back to Frasier. I thought they were going to do like a Kelsey Grammar. Like. No. <laughs> Kelsey Grammar and laser light. I would check that out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, you are both better equipped to have hosted this episode <laughs> than I. Uh, yeah. as, as this was the first episode of Frasier I have ever seen. What? Why did you choose Frasier, Austin? Yeah, I have never seen Frasier before. I, what do you have against Sideshow Bob? Yeah. Um, I don't. I love Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Sideshow Bob's one of my favorite characters on The Simpsons. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those that... My parents must not have watched Frasier, and so then, because it started at a time where the more adult TV like that, I would have picked up based on what they were watching, I never got into it, and then by the time it was like a cultural phenomenon, and I was making decisions on my own, and watching stuff like Friends, and intentionally choosing not to watch stuff like Seinfeld, (laughs) I was feeling like... It was too late in the game for me to get into it at that point. It's such a complicated know, it, sound. It, <laughs> to figure yeah, out. and it went. Yeah, well, I know, but you know how I am, David. It's like <laughs> if I can't start a show from the beginning, then I'm not going to watch it. And I had no way to start it from the beginning back then. Which is extra funny uh, for sitcoms when usually they're not that great in the beginning, anyways. Right. No, they're not. You're almost better off not <laughs> yeah, starting from exactly. the beginning. Right. You could just see Niles and Daphne married. You don't have to see him like hate well, his wife. And they're not great at the end either. But uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a chunk in the yeah, middle. Usually starting about season right. three is about right when you want to start. Right. Yep. It's the Goldilocks syndrome mm-hmm. applied to to sitcoms. Um, which is weird because my parent, I, I remember as a kid, my parents watching Cheers. So you'd yeah. think they would have followed into, into Frasier. For all I know, maybe they did and I just missed it, whatever. And I didn't, I've never watched Frasier. So, but it's one of those shows because it was such a big hit and it was so omnipresent, um, that I'm aware of a lot of it just kind of by osmosis that, you know, it's, it's Frasier and Niles and their dad and they live together and there's the housekeeper Roz and, <laughs> Frazier and Niles are close enough. Close enough. No, whatever. Roz is other lady. Nice yeah, Roz other is lady. the program manager. We'll get oh, that's that. right. That is we'll, she we'll get to it in a moment. She'd be the one who, who's the one person you definitely want at your open heart surgery <laughs> vigil. I said your brother's <laughs> station program manager. Um, and that you know, Frazier and Niles are erudite and sophisticated, and their dad is kind of not, and that's the tension in the within their household and. 
he eats tossed salad and scrambled oh, eggs. Oh, that's a big and... part of it. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. interesting is I feel like there was some sort of discussion of not having it, and then they ended up going this way of having two brothers who are almost exactly the same, just in different mm-hmm. levels instead of like it would have been easy to give Frazier a brother who was just the opposite of him and play yeah off to of that. do like yeah. the odd couple routine yeah, yeah, yeah. of like although, he's a slob and he's a snob mm-hmm. <laughs> although I think they didn't have as big a plans for Niles in the beginning as it ended up because he just became a big character huge star yeah, yeah exactly so yeah it's 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 a show I know of but uh, have never really mm-hmm watched before and they did totally do it in the simpsons like david said when they brought in sideshow bob and his brother they're just like we're doing frazier now yeah yeah which was which is a hundred percent that's like that's probably my second favorite sideshow bob episode of all time and the only reason it's not number one is because the number one sideshow bob episode is arguably the second greatest simpson episode oh which one's that the cape, uh, cape die, bar, die, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Race laughs> so it's it's tough to beat that episode, but other than that one, the uh, sideshow Cecil episode, that's his name, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty r- pretty lock solid. Um, so bringing in my uh, phantom host of a spouse, yes, um, she could have been on this episode as well because she watched a lot more Frasier than I did, mm-hmm. and was excited to hear we were doing Frasier and then bummed that I was watching the episode by myself in my office <laughs> while she put Liam to bed so that she couldn't watch it with me. That is sad. <laughs> you need to spend couples yeah. time watching Frasier, get comfortable. I so then when I went upstairs to get a beer, she was like, so are we going to start watching Frasier now? <laughs> <laughs> you owe your wife some Frasier. She's going to fucking leave you, Austin. <laughs> I know. I know. She'd be right to do it. <laughs> Right? She would. I couldn't blame her. <laughs> Tough but fair. All right. So before we get into the, the gist of this episode, I should point out that this is technically the second part of a three-part episode. Did, or three-part three? story. Wow. Did anybody else watch the other two? No. Uh, I did not. Same. Um, <laughs> I'd have to plan so, my day better. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so the first part, from what I've gathered from the, the crack research team, is a fairly normal episode of Frasier, which has a running subplot involving Niles having a toothache hmm. and being extraordinarily lucky in a bunch of different circumstances. And then in the end, he goes, he like finds out that his uncle died at, his a- at Niles' age of like a heart attack or something. So he goes to see a cardiologist who's immediately like, there's something wrong with your EKG. You need open heart surgery now. And the idea is that the toothache was a like deferred pain. of Something was wrong in his body, but it was manifesting in his tooth rather than in his heart or something like that. So then this episode opens somewhat abruptly. If you hadn't watched the first Mm -hmm. one, Niles in a hospital bed and everyone's there and he's getting ready. So he didn't actually have like a heart attack or anything. They just found an issue before it got to that point. Right. Right. Like they found a blockage or something and we're like, you need open heart surgery stat. Mm -hmm. That's pretty lucky. So then this episode details the surgery and is the most sort of special mm-hmm. of the three um, as we'll get into. And then the third episode is like after he's recovered, spoiler alert, I guess, <laughs> and it becomes like 
manic in the way that he feels that he's like gotten a second lease on life and is super chipper and happy to the point that it gets like annoying to everyone, but nobody wants to call him on it because he just survived this heart procedure. And I guess that's the gist well, it's of it. It's kind of weird to be like, I got a second lease on life when you didn't realize your first lease was coming up until like right a minute. Then you just get the surgery and you're done. Like there was Look, no David, like. <laughs> that's the plot of the third episode. We're not talking about the all third right, episode. All right, all right, all right. Keep your criticisms to yourself. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yes, this episode opens with Niles in the hospital uh, preparing for uh, open heart surgery, and I'm not uh, terribly familiar with the show, as I've said, but uh, I feel like they did a pretty good job of making David Hyde Pierce look kind of like hollow-eyed and like, strung out. For no. just, like, Niles, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, that was just okay. Did they All do right. anything to make him look little and pale, or did they just put him right in the bed and that's how he looks? Well, and there's there's a joke in here where like someone comes in and says like, "What's wrong?" Like, "Oh no, I always look that way." It's or something true. Like I should also note that uh, Lauren and I discovered that Kelsey Grammer directed this episode. Oh, shit. I have that in my notes. Which is always just weird to me when people direct something they're acting in where you're like, that was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Should we take another, you know, take, boss? No, I shouldn't. I was excellent. (laughs) But, but how can you be aloof while being the director? I guess yeah, he does just know. leave. He's like, take another three. I gotta go. Frankly, I feel like you shouldn't be able to be a director and an actor. And I get sometimes you're like a low-budget movie and you just don't have that kind of resources. Right. But at right. a certain level, I'm like, shouldn't someone else be watching your performance? I don't know. I don't Kelsey know. does what Kelsey wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always like it when shows... When an actor directs an episode of the show they're in, mm-hmm. but then the episode comes up with a contrivance to write that character <laughs> out for most of the episode, mm-hmm. and then at the end you're like, oh, that's why, it's because so-and-so directed it, and it's just better to not be in the episode much. <laughs> uh, so then Frazier, at the cue of mm-hmm. his director, Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> enters the team, and uh, he has prepared a report... Uh, detailing uh, the finer points of the procedure that Niles is going to undergo, as well as a extensive like resume and background check on the various doctors and nurses and hospital personnel that will be helping him out, and hands out copies of this report to all of the people in the room, Daphne and and uh, their dad and. Uh, station manager um, <laughs> who sure wasn't going to miss this for the world. Yeah, <laughs> she has to be there to monitor the levels of the beeping machines that yeah. Niles is <laughs> <laughs> uh, And as I mentioned before, they are all in uh, uh, an exceedingly spacious hospital room. Yeah, um, I didn't even plenty notice, of room. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, there's plenty of room for actors to like cross uh, uh, upstage and downstage mm-hmm. and do all those important actorly things where they punctuate their dialogue with movement and, and whatnot. <laughs> and they're not just crammed <laughs> next to some other person who's dying and stealing all the scenes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just somebody behind the curtain. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> nurse, nurse. Comes out of the comes out of the bathroom with their butt hanging out from the open side, <laughs> like of their, their actual asshole. entrails hanging out of their asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, Terrible. right. 
Um, at one point, uh, the anesthesiologist comes in and is going over stuff with Niles, and then the phone rings and he takes the call like while the anesthesiologist yeah. <laughs> stands and waits patiently for him to finish his phone call. Yeah, like the anesthesiologist is like, I got like twelve other patients at the same time. You got, <laughs> I'm out of here. Right. right. It's all in service of the gag so that Niles can mm. accept drugs while he's talking to his terrible ex-wife. Yeah, I know. Well, it's weird that he yeah, accepted a call from her, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what their relationship yeah. is going. We just don't know what Maris's deal is. Yeah. Mm. So that is, so for the Frasier newbie, that is Maris, who is who he was married to at the start of the season. Mm. And the gay Not series. The series. I mean, maybe yeah, the season. It was series. pretty quick. I don't know how it shook mm. out. <laughs> But the, the, the gag is that, that she's always off screen and that she's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's bad. Okay. She's apparently super thin, too. That's a okay. joke they like to throw around. Weird. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not any better than a fat joke, but it's just kind of weird mm-hmm. regardless. Right. Um, and so, like, he he ends his relationship with her and gets remarried and she stays off screen the entire time. Yes. That's super weird. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I also don't know why she's calling to check on her ex-husband in the hospital before his procedure, other than for the the joke of it all, I guess. Just for the joke of it all. But yes. she didn't know he was even remarried until this point, I guess. I know. Right, right. Which and is impossible in the age of Facebook. I'll just have you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you unfollow your ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's, to your point, David, that's something you see happen more and more often as sitcoms get longer in the tooth, which is things like things like that happening just for the sake of the joke and no mm-hmm. other reason. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll just know, I mean, I was even thinking Roz being there, we kind of touched on weird that it's just, <laughs> she's just there. And then I'm just like, even if it was like, my brother, would I just be there all day? Or would I have been like, keep, I'm working today, keep me notified, you know, if something right. bad, I'll show up, you know? I don't know. Yeah, that's one of those where I I can't decide how much of it is dramatic artifice mm-hmm. of a TV show and how much of it is just different times in terms of, like, nowadays it's a lot easier to keep people posted yeah. about and just and in general, I mean, even even pre-pandemic, um, hospitals just move you in and out of them faster, mm-hmm. and don't really do the sort of traditional TV friendly. Everybody hangs around in a waiting room waiting for new. That's like you can have one person come with you, and it's an outpatient surgery, and you'll be gone in six hours. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, obviously, there's serious things, and uh, open-heart surgery mm-hmm. is probably one of them, but... But they usually just don't let, like, a group of people just hang out in the room. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, when when Liam was born, I mean, we were in and out of the hospital in probably 36 mm-hmm. hours, and had limited number of people that could come in the room at one time, and all that kind of stuff. That's and because you're was... vandalizing their vending machines, though. <laughs> to get his chunky <laughs> what about chunky bar, they're like we gotta get this guy out of here you, you gotta get him a chunky <laughs> out, get him get out. we'll get there <laughs> yeah. yes we will you guys i wish they brought the dog into the hospital that's true fraser was his fraser's yeah. best known <laughs> character is probably eddie the dog yeah and he's not in this episode at all and i was deeply disappointed I all the actors Jeff. were so relieved who, 
Yeah, he was a Jack Russell Terrier, yeah. and, they be- and it caused a run on Jack Russell Terriers, and apparently Jack Russell Terriers are terrible dogs to have as a pet. <laughs> they're like pretty hyper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of just... hyper little shits from what I understand. Do we know if Eddie was the same dog who was Wishbone? Uh, uh, I think Wishbone is uh, Spud's McKenzie dog. No. Who's, thought. Uh-uh. Who's Wishbone? You don't fucking know Wishbone shit, David. The... We're old, Carol. Remember that. Yeah, David's old too. Wishbone is the is the beloved canine star of a series of uh, children's books and TV shows in which yeah. Wishbone the dog yeah. takes the place of famous characters in classic Shakespeare. Stories. He does de Bergio. He just does all this shit, dude. So it's like Romeo and Juliet, but Romeo is Wishbone, the dog. Well, all right. I'm 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 apparently really old and out of touch. <laughs> a. B, all I know is Eddie was played by two different dogs. Whoa. Yeah, it's so much it's... like young children. They usually have to get a couple of dogs. <laughs> Except usually the young children don't die. But... <laughs> Are you saying Eddie died, David? Everyone dies, David. <laughs> I will throw a fit. I believe the original Eddie died, yes. And no! He's still alive doing Chinese movies. <laughs> and they replaced him with Eddie's son, actually. It was the uh, replacement Eddie. Is that true? That's kind of sad. I'm 90% sure that's Whoa. true. Uh, Carolyn, you are correct. Yes. Per yes. the Gruel Orphan, yes. who are apparently big Wishbone fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wishbone is a male tricolor Jack Russell Terrier. But is it the same one? <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't believe it's literally the same dog. I'm pretty sure that dog made his people a lot of kibble money. If not for the fact that I'm pretty sure Wishbone was on the air well after Eddie the dog died. <laughs> he never died. Uh, He's immortal. Come on. Also, I'm pretty sure that the dog in the mask who puts on, oh, yeah. on people was a Jack Russell Terrier. It's the same so the 90s one. were clearly like the heyday for Jack Russell Terrier. It's a Jack and year. All right, so uh, Doctor comes in. Uh, to check on Niles and go over the procedure, and it's the butler from the nanny. Oh, thank you, because I knew I knew him, but I couldn't tell where at all. <laughs> he was another, st- Daniel Davis, I think is his name. He was another stuff, but he's the butler from the nanny. That's the big one. Watch the nanny. That's the one that... Yeah. Oh. Why have we done the I nanny, guys? A stupid amount of the nanny. <laughs> um, I didn't know you are a nanny guy. I, did I say I was a nanny guy? I just said I watched a stupid amount of it. Uh, because that was one of my mom's favorite shows, and it was on at a time when mm-hmm. I had to watch what was being watched when we had dinner, and that was one of the shows. Uh, Frazier proceeds to argue with the doctor about the best way uh, to perform the procedure because Frazier went to Harvard <laughs> um, and has colleagues from Harvard... <laughs> who told him there are better ways to do it than what the doctor is uh, proposing to do. And that proceeds to get everybody kicked out of the room, rightly so, so the doctor can like confer with his patient. I'd kick them out uh, of the hospital if I was the doctor. But... Right? <laughs> yeah. Get your heart The vending machine would have preferred if he had done that. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> uh, so out in the hallway... Uh, Frazier and Frazier's... What's Frazier's dad's name? Um, Martin, Martin Crane. Martin. Martin. Okay. Yeah. So show, I, He had his own spinoff show called Martin. <laughs> Martin. 
like, damn, Gina. 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 Girl, they cheetah. Nay, nay. Why haven't we done Martin yet? Every episode is special because Martin Lawrence was slowly going insane. <laughs> there, there is a very special Martin episode I can think of right now. Me? <laughs> okay, put a pin in that. I will show up. <laughs> no, let's just stop this recording and go watch that episode. <laughs> did that wow. right <laughs> okay so uh martin craig because all throughout my notes it's just fraser's dad or niles and dad because i couldn't be bothered to look up the characters names so fraser and martin and roz discuss how this is all you know makes you really think and mm-hmm. and you can't take anyone for granted and let everybody know how you feel about them and and all that sort of standard very special stuff that comes up in these situations. Uh, but then, of course, it, it devolves into an argument between Frasier and his dad. As these Classic things so often, so often do. Then everyone comes in to say goodbye to Niles as he uh, is prepared to be wheeled off for surgery. He's getting woozy from the anesthesia and gets a little emotional. He asks, he sort of wonders to himself if hospitals have memories and that sort of sets up the conceit of this episode Spoiler alert they don't <laughs> spoiler alert they're, <laughs> they're just buildings they're with building no sentience made of or ability <laughs> to recall past events which occurred therein i don't know do ghosts count as memories because hospitals have a lot of them mm. so uh the idea is that we, we see this as Niles is wheeled down the hallway on his on his gurney. He also says Daphne all the time because he just wants to say her name before he's wheeled cute. out. Mm. Yeah, I guess. He likes his <laughs> wife now. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably has a wife, wife he likes. <laughs> Real wife guy. Um so the idea is he's as he's being wheeled down the hall, as he pat each room he passes, inside that room is is a memory from him being in the hospital so we see him uh with a broken leg being greeted by fraser and his dad and his dad is doing this whole routine where he gives him an archie comic to read which he had done earlier in the episode uh then there's a shot where i guess uh maris has had some sort of surgery because Mm. she's in like no surgery i think is the idea his terrible yeah, like, wife always getting plastic yeah. surgery. Her, the, the head is wrapped up so that we can't see her face <laughs> to maintain that whole thing. Uh, and then we see again the scene from just moments before when Daphne said goodbye to him. And then the episode makes it very clear that this is a very special episode because it fades to black. Uh, and then comes back up with the waiting is the hardest part written across the screen. Which is... Uh, I uh, guess that's... No, indicating that, that it's the start of a new scene. Yeah, that's just what the show does between yep. like each uh, commercial break. They come back with a title card of Hecka title of card that scene. Yeah, yep, that's all the time. But what is special mm-hmm. about this one is where they it's like referencing a song. Waiting is the hardest part, but mm-hmm. there's no music. Usually, there's that kicky little Fraser. Right, right, yes. And I don't think they did it at the beginning of the episode, which they usually do too. They did not. I have a note. Oh, really? I saw the skyline and I thought I heard a little tinkling of the ivories. Nope, they went. They went right from the skyline into the yeah, into the first they scene. They didn't give it a title for that scene. Harsh. 
Uh, so never mind. That's just a weird Fraserism that I was completely unaware. Of. Get on board with Fraser uh, right now. Yeah, exactly. I also, I also thought it was weird how they bring in like another bed and then they make Niles move from his current hospital bed into onto this like gurney to get wheeled down into surgery. Right. Whereas. I, I know nowadays you just you're in a bed and then that bed goes with you. Yeah. Uh, I would assume it was that way in the early 2000s when this episode aired, but what do I know? Not a whole lot. <laughs> this is true. Certainly not that title cards were a thing on Frasier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so coming back from that title card, which again was the waiting is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Niles well wishers. Which makes you think of The Simpsons, too, like Elsie Grammer does. The waiting is the hardest part. Eh, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the Niles is, is his his family and his brother's producer are <laughs> hanging out um, in the hospital waiting room now. They've been shushed out of his space, his spacious hotel, uh, uh, hospital room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frazier and Martin are discussing... Um, hospital reading material how all the magazines are like lady centric i guess yeah uh, tag yourself is... i'm butt exercise magazine yeah um i don't know i guess this is why i just travel with a book at all times mm. you know, bring your own reading material then you're not suffering at the whim of the hospital <laughs> well, he's true. reading about like 10 sex positions you can do to spice up your love life or something yeah something like that yeah and he says because he's an ex-cop he's like i used to bust people for that one and i'm like yeah that's called over incarceration let people have sex how they want there martin and, yeah, yeah. Right. cancel martin <laughs> he fund his old ass. but not martin the tv show bring that back martin. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do martin before we do cheers <laughs> Uh, while they're discussing hospital reading material, we see a memory of uh, little toddler Frazier meeting baby Niles for the first time. <laughs> and like all good elder siblings, he's immediately turned off by this new parasitic life form that will be taking up uh, headspace and attention from him. <laughs> how, how true did this ring for you, Austin? <laughs> I like this is almost word for word how, <laughs> how it went down with me and my brother. So I was like, I mean, this is just Frazier's really got the pulse of uh, sibling relationships. Here. Did you hate your baby brother? Yeah, no. When they when they brought him home from the hospital, I was like, oh, that's he's cool. You can take him back now. <laughs> and they didn't. And they didn't. <laughs> And they had to split their time evenly between the two of you, Austin. How does that feel? Right? I went from 100% of the attention <laughs> to, at a bare minimum, 50% of the attention. <laughs> and it was terrible. See, I'm the youngest, so I just, I never, I never got any attention. There was none left. Barged in and were like, not the mama. Yes! That's what I said as soon as I left my mother's birth canal. For sure. <laughs> wielding wielding concussions left and right <laughs> your frying pan. <laughs> Bong. So uh, then Martin notices a chunky bar mm. in the vending machine. This is a subplot I'm here for. This is the fun. <laughs> this is why it's a very he special is, episode. Yes. He is very excited about the presence of a chunky bar in the uh, in the vending machine. I don't think I've ever eaten a chunky bar. Before. I think it's fictional. 
No. Well, see this. What? There is there is a chunky bar. What? Which is like a, a. It's like the size and shape uh, of a peppermint patty, isn't it? Except maybe thick. <laughs> that's yeah. not a bar at all. That's two discs. Yeah. There is a Nestle Chunky Bar, which is like a uh, square, mm-hmm. but it's it's in a it's roughly like it has the same footprint as like a peppermint patty, yeah. David. God damn! Like it's 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 not rectangular. It's more like square, mm-hmm. and it's um, chocolate and raisins and peanuts. Raisins? No, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does sound terrible. It sounds like they were like. Well, we have this and we have yeah. this. Why not just mush them together? This was into the runoff in their factory. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mashed all the floor sweepings together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess they were. This is all just from a, a cracked research team. We don't let them look at candy much because it puts ideas in their head. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I guess like it was around for a long time, and then Nestle bought it up or added it to their their line of of uh candy but i don't know if they still make it anymore i guess you could buy a a 24 count on amazon for Mm. 31 bucks oh my god we need some (laughs) it sounds terrible we need to try it right right yeah so they might be around here there but apparently in the world of fraser they are uh, a rare sight because Mm. martin is Super excited by the prospect of a chunky bar. Well, I think it's machine. a sign of his age too, right? Like, yeah, the person. joke is supposed to be like, "Here's an old timey candy bar." Yeah, exactly. He unfortunately only has a ten spot, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody else has any cash. So, uh, Fraser's station manager gets up to go <laughs> get change uh, from the nurses station, which I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask, but it's weird that the nurse is like, Oh, let me check. And I'm like, does the nurse have a cash box in her de- under the desk? Or like, what is I going think they're on? using her personal change. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Was she like digging through her purse looking for change? Mm. Like, it just seems like a weird, I don't know. It's not, like, that's not where you pay for your open heart. Surgery. <laughs> like, it's not like at the door on your way out. Can you break a five for my open heart surgery? <laughs> right. That's not where you pay Austin. <laughs> so while, while she's waiting for her change, we get another memory, which is Roz bringing in her baby to the hospital and thinking there's something wrong. And it turns out that she just has like lipstick on her cheek and it's not a rash or anything. And there's a bit with how, like, she's so grateful to the nurse that she'll never forget her. But it's the same nurse she's talking to now. And she has forgotten her. Yeah, what a bitch. And it's <laughs> it's it, it's just a weird little tangent mm. that I wasn't quite sure what to make of. Yeah. Did we know Roz had, like, does Roz have kids? Is that a thing? Did we know yeah. this? Yeah. That was a, a revelation that she's, like, a single mom. Like, she ended up getting pregnant on the show and then having a child, and because she okay. she was the promiscuous one in the in the show, like she was always sleeping around, and so. And to oh, that point, Austin, okay. she is kind of family because she was banging Martin Crane like left and right. <laughs> I don't think that's. Canon, but, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know. I'm like, sure, that checks out. I wanted to see if he'd believe it. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, frankly, it would give her better justification for being in this episode. Mar- Martin Crane took a bullet to the hip. He, she'd break him in half. <laughs> She's all woman. That's for sure. Yeah, that's exactly. what Bulldog would say. <laughs> 
Does he always have a cane? Yeah. Like from day one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, the I whole idea, the that. whole premise of the show is that Frazier has to... Moves to Seattle, but then has to have his father move in with him to help take care of him because he is having issues. I don't know if he what? had just gotten shot. I think he's already retired, but maybe it was just that that injury was now like bothering him more because he's older, right. aggravated or yeah. whatever right, from from all the sex with Roz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like the dad like blows up Fraser's whole set design because he has this old funky chair and a little goony dog. And yeah, yeah. Living right. next to Fraser's right. modern vases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't remember ever seeing. His dad walking around with a cane on, like, I don't know, I guess, like, Emmy clips or something when I, that I've seen, <laughs> yeah. like, snippets of Frasier. So I, it was one of those where I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a later development as the show got older or And not, so but. Daphne is actually his physical therapist mm-hmm. who lives mm-hmm. with them. So. Gotcha. That's right. I was thinking she was, like, the housekeeper, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, she also does housekeeping duties. I don't know how all that happened, <laughs> but, you know. So she, like, does <laughs> so the laundry a- and then stretches his leg out, so I don't know. <laughs> She's a live-in physical therapist slash housekeeper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no wonder Niall's got a bone zone for her. All right, we're going to start a new podcast called What's the Most Ridiculous Aspect of the Fraser <laughs> Is it his enormous apartment on a yeah, yeah. radio psychiatrist's salary? Is it whatever the hell Daphne is? <laughs> is it the fact that Roz is in this episode? <laughs> Also, Daphne's a psychic, but she doesn't do any of it here. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's not a lie. They dropped it, though. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Roz comes back with without change, just as a nurse arrives and says that Niles is doing well, and Frazier proceeds to pepper her with questions uh, from his from his printout that he had done, and she says that, uh, oh, the doctor said that you, that you might ask questions and told me what to do if you did, and then she turns around and walks mm-hmm. away, and it's so legitimate. I'm a little funny. confused, because this is, he's still in surgery, and they came out with the update, which... Yeah. yeah, I guess this was, I guess the idea was supposed to be, like, um, we've, we've done the hard part, now we're just, like, stitching him back together, yeah. and then, um, you know, he'll be out shortly, kind of a thing. I just didn't know they gave halftime updates, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a noob to hospitals in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, so. that seems, from my limited experience, um, that seems normal where they'll be like, we went in to do X, we've done X. They're still in surgery because mm-hmm. we're finishing up, but the the important part that they went in for has been taken. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty more sure they now, do it. But she's still super stressed, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it is weird, because at this point, like, the hard part's over, so to speak, is is supposed to be the idea. They just gotta get out um, the stapler and just staple skin back together, right? <laughs> yeah, they right. don't... I mean, pretty much. They don't even need a doctor, just any receptionist can finish yeah, exactly. the staple. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling in our receptionist, she's got some scotch tape and staples, it should be fine. <laughs> right, right. Uh... So then Daphne asks if Martin is scared, and rather than answer the question, he wanders off after some random person to try to get change. And then, like, Daphne freaks out because she forgot Niles' cell phone, and she was supposed to answer it if someone called and direct them to, like, refer them to a different doctor mm-hmm. while he's undergoing this surgery. So I guess Niles is a doctor. That's he's, he's also yeah. he's a, 
he's a practicing psychiatrist, so not a radio show. He just gets to. So he, okay, he has patients, right? You know. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. and so he looks down on Fraser a little because yeah, he's yeah, yeah. just right. a celebrity, but he also envies him a little because he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Right, like Niles has to do the actual work, but Fraser is like the celebrity for it. And yeah, 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 yeah. So celebrity as far as any radio psychiatrist is a celebrity. <laughs> Probably more so in the sitcom, but you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I'm sad too that they didn't bring his cell phone because I want to see this 1990s yeah, to 2000 yeah, cell phone. You want to see a Zach Morris brick come out? Yeah. yeah it, felt very, <laughs> it felt very 90s, early 2000s in its approach to like cell phone usage. And yeah, whatnot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine. What if like the Frasier got a call from Mark Paul Gosler about like being too popular in one of the episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this superpower where I can just stop time. At <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Have you considered <laughs> that you're schizophrenic? I mean... Yeah. Frazier was channeling James in the way he was pronouncing Harvard. Yeah. So. Do you think they were in the same class? Let's, Probably. Let's just do a James episode instead. <laughs> James had a spinoff, right? For sure. Um, let's just do a podcast where we review the two James episodes. Over again. There's a lot of layers. <laughs> like a hundred episodes of us discussing Dang. two episodes. I think our fans would like it. Probably more than more than a lot of the episodes we do do. So you know, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so um, while not while Frazier and Daphne are dealing with Niles's very of the moment uh, cell phone drama, mm-hmm. a scene of. Young Niles agreeing to cover for young Frazier after Niles broke his leg is shown. And the idea here is that earlier in the episode, Frazier confessed to Niles that when Niles broke his leg, Frazier actually did push him. No. No, it's the, the other opposite. way around. Yeah, Niles... made this scene weird, yeah. Niles right. jumped because he was wearing an opera cape and wanted to fly like a Valkyrie. But he blamed Frasier. He said Frasier pushed him off of the roof. And then in this scene, but then, we see how... But in this scene, he... Frasier seems to be admitting that he did push him. So I got really confused. So. Right, because in this scene, Frasier's saying, like, if you say I didn't do it, that I didn't do it. Yeah. I'll give you like 10 of my best records or something like that. And it gets a little bit lost in the, in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Martin gets his dollar. So he goes to put his chunky bar in and then he has an existential crisis because there's also a marathon, uh, bar. marathon bar oh, in there. And man. so then he's like, well, do I want a chunky bar or do I want a marathon oh. bar? And the marathon bar, they've made those since the 70s. And Fraser says, I think marathon says, bars like, are actually good, but I think I have to look it up now. Do they make them now? Can we have one? I mean, according to this episode, they shouldn't. But... I want it more now. Right. Uh, marathon bar was full eight inches of braided oh, caramel shit. covered in milk chocolate. Yeah. It was marketed as the candy bar you can't eat quickly. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, right? Full I, I eight inches. Candy bars should lead with their inches. <laughs> <laughs> and they should all have more dick veins like Snickers. Six, 
six hot chunky inches. <laughs> exactly, at least six inches. Chocolatey goodness. Six thick chocolate inches. Uh, apparently, the marathon bar is no longer made, but the Cadbury Curly Whirly what takes its place? Fucking British people, no. <laughs> <laughs> First Boris Johnson, now this. What? <laughs> Come on. Come on. You're supposed to be the mother country of all this fucking white people, and you're cornier than anybody. Oh, no. Uh, so, so, Martin eventually decides on the chunky bar, or Fraser decides on it for him and basically punches mm. the numbers in. But then, as always happens, the, mm. the candy bar gets stuck. And I felt Somewhere like I brought up the dimensions of the chunky bar earlier, specifically because it feels like a candy bar that wouldn't get stuck in the same way that a lot of people mm. right. Well, it's eight right. chunky it's inches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's only five, but it's it, five it'll thick. It'll fill too. you up, that's for sure. <laughs> get stuck on the way in, stuck on the way out. <laughs> so then, so then Fraser gets down on one knee and uh, tries to pull the Doctor Bit special. <laughs> The candy bar out. You need dainty uh, female wrists like I do to get that. (laughs) Have you guys seen in 30 Rock when James Carvel or whoever the fuck just shows up and like shows them how to steal from a vending machine and he goes, Uh Cajun style. (laughs) It's really a good cameo. David, your specialty was always like pop cans though. Do you really do it? Wow. Yeah, no, so see, the machines yeah, at the high school, <laughs> what, they, what they had going for them, and a lot of them can, like, a foolproof this, you know, but it, it, <laughs> you just have, like, the basin where the pop comes out, uh, uh-huh. and then it's just a flap, so all Ooh. you had to do was grab the flap and open it up, and then if you have dainty wrists like I do, you can just <laughs> get into the flap. And then you can get your arm up there, and then you just grab a hold of whatever bottle is up there, and you grab it down. So it's always a bit of a crapshoot, and I think, like, the one, because I think there's columns of pop in the inside, and I could only get to, like, the front, like, three or four, so, like, whatever was on the sides, I couldn't get, and not that I knew which ones were what, so... Is this how you got your doctorate, David? Was all that <laughs> reaching? I, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I'm a doctorate in uh, <laughs> vending machine heist. So I think. It's, I also, yeah, I also learned how to like uh, hack uh, payphones. Oh the, yeah, did you have the tone? Clip. Oh, a paperclip, nice. Yeah, so you dial the first six numbers, and then you dial the. Th- then you had a paperclip. Under the rubber that goes into the receiver, and then you connect it to the center of the dot in where you speak into, and you connect that as you hit the seventh number, and you could actually connect that way. Oh, shit. But I think it's all digital now, so that doesn't work. That was like an analog uh, payphone back in the day. Now payphones aren't even a thing, so we got like anybody... Five years y- younger than me, just being like, "What the hell are you?" Even yeah, talking five about? five years or younger than yeah. us. They're like, "What the fuck is a payphone?" We have them in my new town. It's crazy, <laughs> and they're free. It's crazy. 
so the chunky bar is stuck, oh, and yeah. Daphne has had enough of this bullshit <laughs> and comes <laughs> screaming into the scene with a fire extinguisher and just smashes the glass so on the mad. vending machine, grabs the chunky bar and throws it at Martin. I've got thoughts. <laughs> You're right. So let's so. Niles, so Martin goes to comfort her, and as she like after she breaks it, we see that the nurse that was getting hit up for change earlier like makes a phone call, and then this like I don't know if he's secu- security or a hospital orderly mm-hmm. comes over, and is like is everybody okay? And they're like oh she's just going through something, we'll pay for that, whatever. He's like well don't go over there until I clean up the glass or whatever. Okay, he's all. He's surprisingly chill yeah, about yeah. this well, broken vending machine. One of my thoughts is, yeah, they're all surprisingly chill about, like, just cleaning it up. Like, whatever. She just, like, grabbed a fire extinguisher and vandalized the vending machine. Secondly, I I get where Daphne's coming from, where there's way too much discussion about this chunky bar already. And it needed to end. <laughs> like, I get it. That needed to end. But second... but. Th- She's also like, you know, I'm going through some stuff, you know, he's in the surgery, I'm freaking out, and I'm like, I get it, but I bet you a hundred people come through this hospital every day, there's hundreds of surgeries every week, and you're probably the first person to ever just take it out on a vending machine like that. Like, I can't <laughs> relate to it, right? Like, you just, like, exactly. smashed up a vending machine. And <laughs> it's No, that was exactly my response, because, like, Martin tries to be like, you know, oh, it's you know, she's just going through something. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, thankfully, they're all, like, you know, rich, upper-class white people. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So Fraser can just be like, you know, we'll pay for that, and it's not a problem. But, like, yes, she is going through something, but she's not going through something that hundreds of other people <laughs> haven't gone through in literally that same physical location yeah, before. Yeah. Her, her situation and none of them is not smashed unique, up the right? vending machine. Like, not a unique situation for Yeah, I just wanted the orderly to be like, yeah. Everyone here is going through something. You don't see them smashing shit up. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those, like, it's happening to these characters who are supposed to care and understand about it more. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, no one ever acts like this. It's just a very fake moment, I guess. I'll put it that way. Right. It was a very sitcom kind of Mm. moment where it's very much like she's going through something and she's the main character on a TV show. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, then. We'll just clean up that glass and go about our business. Mm -hmm. But if it was a normal person going through the same thing and did that, then they couldn't get away with it. Especially for something so seemingly inaccurate. Like, if it was, like, an entire family. Like, you could drum up some really dramatic stuff that most people don't go through. But I think, like, the vast majority of people in the, you know... In the developed world, yeah, yeah, exactly. Go through a like a surgery that you have to wait out, and it's stressful. And I don't discount that. I don't discount her being like upset and nervous and scared. But yeah, that's obviously over the top. And uh, I don't know. She's lucky they got away with just paying for it. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And the orderly's just being like, yeah, you know, you get mad, you smash up a vending machine. I mean, hopefully that nurse will have enough cash in her change box now for the <laughs> next guy who comes along and wants a chunky bar desperately so i also feel like she should have grabbed a marathon bar too for him you know just to get, get him the right i mean at that him. point the 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 ship has sailed yeah, the exactly. shot's been fired i mean just i got a marathon bar and call it good i also don't want to think about what would happen if i was in a hospital and <laughs> saw someone smash the glass of a vending machine <laughs> Because there might be a cloud of dust and just, like, half the candy's missing from the machine, said machine. 
It'd be like blood in the water of, with sharks. Kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. yeah. It's coming the waters for me, and suddenly it's like that glass has been shattered. That candy's free range. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Martin didn't mace everybody with tear glass when Daphne started that riot. <laughs> What, what? Dave, Dave is just trying to shove eight chocolatey inches into his mouth as quickly <laughs> into as his can. mouth. Yeah, uh, Carolyn, I think you <laughs> yeah. missed the part where Austin yeah, said she was white and upper class. So mm-hmm. yeah, but if she's Scottish or British, was, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna break yeah. out the tear gas for her. Maybe not, unless it was already moving. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did like her upper class way of doing it too. Like she didn't like run at the vending machine. She was very <laughs> politely like, "Excuse me." And then she brought me smash. Yeah, it's also a question. Like her swing. Now that I think about it, would it have even broken the glass? I, I know you do wonder because they're not even glass. They're like tempered plastic. Only one way to find out, guys. Let's all go. You can break it, but she just didn't swing that hard. Is all I'm saying. Right. 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 Let's all go break some vending machines and see how hard it is. Don't tempt me, but then then I'm gonna gain about thirty pounds afterwards. Do it. Well, it, and spoil it my appetite out, for dinner too. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that Niles came out of the surgery just fine, but he's gonna have <laughs> That's to wait. More than to we could say about the vending machine. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna <laughs> have to wait to be reunited with Daphne because she's been taken away to jail for <laughs> <destruction> <laughs> <property>. <laughs> She's being charged with a felony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> felony <laughs> vending machine assault. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Niles is fine, and Daphne sees him in the post recovery room. And he's unconscious still because he's coming out of his anesthesia. But she tells him that he did great. And the nurse is like, he's going to be asleep for a while. You should go get something to eat. So then she goes walking down the hall. And then we get our last little, like, hospitals have memory routine where she walks past the room. And inside there is a, uh, a return to the scene earlier where young Frazier met baby Niles in which... Niles is introducing his daughter to his new second daughter. And so I guess it's a future memory yeah, the hospital yeah. has. This is, this is like Lost Desk. We're like, we have to go back. We have to go <laughs> right? back. We're like, now we're seeing <laughs> the hospitals have memory. It's a flash forward, yeah. Yeah, they have memory, but they have memory of all things, both past and future. Mm. That will take place within the walls of the hospital? Everyone knows hospitals exist in all points in time, so I don't know why this is surprising to you. So they're like a nexus point sort of deal. And then, okay, okay. Uh, I don't think we see children from them, but I can't say for sure. It's just good to know that they're in there porking it every night. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that is good to know. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is towards the end of the show's run. Yeah. Uh this is the eighth episode of season ten. The eleventh season is the last oh. season, so I mean if they do have kids at some point they're certainly not going to ever get as old as, as any of them were. Yeah, this, the real uh, question would be is there a Daphne is pregnant? Or, and or has kids in the final se- a kid in the final season, right? But right. right you'd right, certainly right. not see the second one, I don't think. Yeah. Frazier has a kid. What the fuck happened to him? Yeah, he's a pretty bad dad. <laughs> Frazier has a kid? What? Yeah, totally. him and Lilith have a kid. And what the hell is that kid's name? You know, for, isn't it like 
Ben or something? It's something stupider than that. No, Ben, ben is Ross's kid on Friends, who he's also a terrible parent. <laughs> so the idea, Austin, is uh, uh, Lilith and Fraser have a child. And then Fra- Lilith stays in Boston with the kid when Fraser moves to Seattle, which is just okay. a bad parenting move in general, right? That uh, right. Maybe right. it's forgivable if he moved to Seattle for his dad, I guess. But then, like his son visits like three times in the entire series or something, and gotcha. Barely gotcha. mentioned all that. Yeah. Let's see, Fraser's child's name. I, I'm it's asking like the not Fraser. God, I hope it's Fraser. <laughs> it's Frederick. Frederick. Frederick Gaylord Crane. Gaylord. That sounds about right. And he has allergies. Yeah, yeah. But many academic skills. Okay, okay. <laughs> so then, uh, with the episode concluded, we get the closing credits played over uh, a scene of Niles in his recovery room uh, enjoying the Archie comic that we saw his dad bring him earlier in the episode, both in the present day sequence and via hospital memory. And of course he's thoroughly enjoying it now because he's, he's, uh, hopped up, hepped on, up on laughing gas. Yeah. Hepped up on goofballs. And then while all of this is going on, we now get the, uh, toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. This... Frasier song playing. Now this... we're safe to toss the salad. <laughs> This is a staple of the Frasier series, which is they have a scene at the end during the credits, They but they play the song, so it's always just a visual gag of some sort that plays off of what happened during the episode. Usually it's like Eddie eating the trash or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and U- then- usually there's a side plot in the episode about Frasier having issues with Eddie, and then the final scene, this credit scene is just him dealing with that issue once more with Eddie or something like that. Gotcha. So where like Eddie gets into the garbage and then the closing scene is poor Daphne having to clean up a terrible, terrible poopy ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it'd be like Fra- like, like Eddie humps <laughs> Fraser's fancy hat from the nineteen hundreds yeah, yeah. and then Fraser doesn't know and just puts it on. Yeah, yeah. It ends with Fraser putting it on. <laughs> Like, like, the end scene is then Eddie, like, runs off as soon as Frasier walks on the screen and then puts the hat on. And then leaves. And it's all visual. You don't need, you know, you don't need a right, dialogue right. for it. You get to just enjoy those scrambled eggs. Do you think uh, they gave Kelsey a script? Or he's like, no, I'm doing the jazz outro. Fucking record. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where this uh, outro came from, you know. Song by Kelsey Grammer. I think we made that clear. It's clear to anyone who's anyone (laughs) that this song is. Everyone knows. Austin, you knew this song and you didn't know Frasier, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I knew he liked Toss Salad and Scramble. It's iconic. Okay, so Toss Salad, was that the same thing it was then? (laughs) I've often wondered that because I feel like by the time I knew that that was the lyric in the Frasier song, I also knew what Tossing Your Salad meant. I was like, (laughs) did they know that? It's like an antiquated phrase, because, like, now it's just eating ass. Like, no one has to, like, talk about fucking salad to, like, talk about ass. Right. It was a different time. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Frasier. Uh, Like you said, Carol, there was um, uh, no music throughout the episode. Uh, no laugh track or mm-hmm. minimal. I feel like there was a couple of like Frasier's fat gags that they piped in a little bit of a laugh. Yeah, track when they for. called him Chunky, like the bar, so good. Yeah, 
Um, but I also thought I also noticed a lot of like just close-ups and like medium shots uh, relative to most sitcoms that sort of belied its its specialness and more sort of cinematic aspirations. I guess I don't know. True, true. This uh, is probably one of the more pretentious episodes of Frasier, and that's saying something. <laughs> that's clearing a high bar. <laughs> Uh, how did it work for you, Carol, as a as a special episode? Oh, it was pretty special, you know, by cutting the music. I mean, first of all, thank God they did let us toss the salad and scramble the eggs, because I was just waiting for it. <laughs> it's really hard to do Frasier without that dessert. But uh, besides that, keeping it sparse with the soundtrack and the laugh track was pretty effective. I was feeling for Niles. I was feeling for the people in the hospital. I thought they were histronic or they couldn't process their emotions Frasier or Martin or Ross Ross was okay <laughs> she, just, she just was there but I mean it was pretty special and anytime anytime life happens to you and you're in the hospital with somebody and they might fucking die they probably won't but they might it's just it's just terrible so and but I didn't it didn't have the stakes of like an actual when that happens in real life because you know they're not gonna like shit can David Hyde Pierce <laughs> when he's such a star yeah right but it was pretty good they made me feel for him so uh, somewhat special somewhat special episode David how about you uh, what, did I think it was special is that it yeah I don't know did it give you the feels was it a an effective break from the norm to sell you on an important message it gave lauren the feels it did not give me the feels i don't know i'm too much of a robot it's uh, well i mean i lauren was probably bawling (laughs) no comment uh (laughs) it was i mean it was a good episode i don't think it was you know i think there are funnier fraser episodes and i don't know if the drama of this one makes up for the lack of funny because it's heart surgery, and I get that it's scary, but the stakes still felt low. Like, I feel like most people come through heart surgery all right when it's caught early like this. Like, it wasn't, right. like, it wasn't like he had a, a heart attack, and then they had to rush him into surgery. It was just like, oh, we found this thing. We're going to give you surgery. And so my brain would always be like, hey, he's probably going to come out anyways. And he's the main character of a sitcom. They weren't going to ax him, as Carol pointed out, so... Yeah, I've right. I've got the story behind toss salad and scrambled eggs. If anyone wants to know, though, I do want to know. Yeah, what's the story there? So this is coming via Ken Levine, who was a executive producer, I think. Producer, but then, yeah. And then f- he talked with Bruce Miller, who wrote the song. Okay. And so what Bruce Miller said is. He wrote the song music himself, but then needed the lyric, a lyric that would work. So he called, or I'll just go from the article. So I called my friend Daryl Finesse, or Finesse, uh, <laughs> who is, it starts with a PH, so it's not like spelled like Finesse, so don't give me a hard time here, but anyways. <laughs> who is really talented and really smart. I gave him the idea of the show, and he called back with the idea of tossed salads and scrambled eggs. At first, I. I was a bit baffled myself until he explained that there were th- that these were things that were mixed up, like Fraser Crane's patients. That seems insensitive oh. to me, but that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Once agreed upon this premise, by the time I fully understood it, we went into into completing the song. I actually did contribute a couple lines, but the heavy lifting here was Daryl. And lucky for me that I went to him to him. And lucky for me that I went to him in the first place. I think that's a typo in the article. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when I first wrote the song, I instantly thought of a grazi- of a great jazz singer, Mel Torme. He would have been perfect, but the producers wanted me to try Kelsey. And, of course, he really made it his own with his own interpretation. <laughs> Mel Torme would like, uh, good, too. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like some sour grapes there in the end where he's just like, eh, sure, sure, fucking Kelsey. Or he'd be great, of course. He'd be great. Kelsey demands that I would say that he's great. Kelsey was probably cheaper than Mel Torme at the time. Yeah, great. probably. But, but then also probably made money off the fact that he's saying that, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I mean, all right, I give it a guess. Yes, tossed salad and scrambled eggs are mixed up. Like thing. mental patients, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> does seem insensitive. Yeah, uh, I, I certainly wasn't wasn't terribly moved uh, by things here. Uh, it is interesting how, like, sitcoms especially can just, like, you just take out music and suddenly it feels different. <laughs> yeah. Um, you take out a and laugh so track and then suddenly take out, you know, take out a laugh track and suddenly like your brain is just wired to be like, this is different than the norm mm-hmm. and, and inject something with more gravitas than it usually would have. And it is also interesting to your point, David, how like sitcoms exist in such a, uh, like uh, outlandish, unrealistic world that having a character go through something like heart surgery is like, <laughs> a big deal within the confines of the sort of like goofy loony universe of a sitcom, mm-hmm. like relative to the normal stakes that they have to, that these characters usually deal with. But in the real world, it is much more routine. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, obviously there's complications and it's not like people shouldn't be you know, yeah, concerned yeah. or whatever, but can't it's like they can't when it happens, right? They but... can't go bigger than that because it would break the, the, mm-hmm like stakes of their ordinary episodes but it also doesn't really go far enough to maybe sell the impact of of what they're hoping it would but um you know the gimmick with uh hospitals having memory as you said david no they don't (laughs) but um, the 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 actual execution of that gag uh was kind of fun and and a neat way of of doing something different even if the actual like specialness of it all was a little it was well done despite my snark yes the idea that they'd like walk <laughs> past rooms and see stuff that happened that they knew of yes it was well yeah, done like i i yeah. found that like i found that stuff like just the sort of stroll down memory lane aspects of it more emotional than like daphne's grief or them discussing how like oh this really makes you think and tell people how you feel about them before they're gone and mm-hmm. all that sort of more standard stuff like like the scene where which was for a sitcom surprisingly underplayed where i don't even think i mentioned it where um oh yeah his wife we uh, see martin's we wife. see martin getting like seeing x-rays of his wife saying that like the news isn't good or something mm-hmm. like that and, like right. that's all there is to it but just like that reminder of 
Like, for as much as it's wacky antics with brothers making mm. deals after leg breakings and new babies and stuff, there's also, like, sad stuff that happens in hospitals. And There's yeah, a lot of sad stuff that happens in hospitals. Yeah, exactly. Almost most of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was probably the, one of the most affecting parts, I think. True, yeah. true. Yeah. I'm glad we remembered that right here at the mm-hmm. end. Good job, yeah, exactly. Austin. I did. I even, I remember, well, I even made a note of that, and then I just totally skimmed over sure. it. Sure. Mm-hmm. It was just a really brief glimpse, and it was effective for that. Cause it's just yeah. like, yes, exactly. It oh, was shit. More the, made more effective than it didn't get dwelled on or anything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, made sense why Martin was, like, unable to talk about being afraid, just showing his, like, prior trauma where it wasn't a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know how it ends. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, well, David, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, on Twitter, at Dr. Bits, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Maybe eventually. <laughs> uh, Carolyn, how about you? You can find me getting my chunky eight inches all over the internet. <laughs> I will not be denied. I will break something is that, is to that get on it. Your OnlyFans account? Or yes, I should make one. I should. We should all make one. <laughs> we can like be friends on OnlyFans. I don't know. Podcast OnlyFans. <laughs> That's what our fans want. I'm sure. Our only one fan wants it. Um, yeah, I'm Carolyn Maine. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Book. You can find me on Patreon too, and you can commission art for me. You can email me. I am Carolyn Main, C A R O L Y N M A I, and like the street. You can email me, Carolyn at Gmail or whatever. And um, yeah, Patreon. Check me out there. Get a postcard. That's about it. Cool, cool. Uh, as for me, I am Austin Gorton. You can uh, come chat with me about iconic city skyline <laughs> elements on Twitter. <laughs> at Austin Gordon and uh, read my writing at the real gentleman of leisure.com and on uh, patreon.com slash G of L. Uh, as for the show, we are a very special episode. You can find us at a very special episode podcast.com. Uh, you can download previous episodes uh, there on the website or via iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, or Spotify. Uh, you can also subscribe via those services and do all the various rates and reviewing and all that fun stuff. Five stars only. Uh, five stars. You say whatever the fuck you want about us. Just give us five stars. <laughs> um, these guys suck. Five stars. <laughs> Great review. Love it. Love it. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Pod. And check out our Facebook page. Email us at avscpodcast at gmail.com. And I swear one of these days I'm going to remember to look in the mailbox before oh, yeah. the end of the episode mm-hmm. so we could do a little mailbag stuff. Uh, but until then, uh, for a very special episode, I am Austin Gorton, and I am off to go get myself a chunky bar. <laughs> Toss your salad and scramble eggs. Go for the marathon bar instead, I mm, think. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode next time on a very special episode. So, so.